Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry with your host, Mike and Mike. So I had the sunroof open because it's all red in the face. And the windows down. World right. traveler over here. Is Wind burned. Yeah. Yeah. So Sun was on that side of the car on the way in. Yeah. So how was your week? Uh, it's uh, fine, thank you. Uh, uh, my son graduated fire fire academy. I, I was waiting. I, tr- I tried yes. to lob that up for you so you and can uh, say it. Very proud. You know, I like the fact that the people outside we asked them to stop doing work, and uh, so they I just heard hammering. The <laughs> now they're using the hammer instead. The saw. They so. use the hammer instead. So the office is still a uh, major, major well, clusterfuck. You did just say no power tools. That's true. That is true. Um, I feel like the office is worse this week than it was last week. No, you cleaned up the table. We had Rosales in here. I mean, you couldn't even see. We were just that's, walls of glass. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know what I did this week, if any of it was eventful. Well, this is uh, Halloween. Yeah. So they were saying on the radio, we uh, we spend all the time trying to get our kids not to talk to strangers, not to take candy from strangers, and now we have a complete holiday built around yeah. asking strangers for candy. But as long as, you know, you're knocking door to door and... Oh, you're going to go to that guy who wouldn't answer the door last year? No. Oh. No. That's awesome, because we actually recorded that on, the last we po- did. on that podcast. On the very first one. Mm-hmm. So now we've gone full circle. We're done. What are you going to dress as? I'm not dressing them. No? No. Well, I, I don't know. I saw Who a Facebook I post of you. Oh, we, we were going to go to a party, but uh, some of the people were sick, so we just had... Uh, they just came to the house. So we all dressed up, took pictures, and then we all put our regular clothes back on. Oh. Were you wearing ass chaps or something? No, I feel like stand the man. Yeah. I just had a mask. Really, it was just oh. a mask. Oh, it was like one asked. of those ones that fit over your face and makes part of your face part of the mask. Oh. So they didn't like it. They said it was creepy. So no ass chaps? No ass chaps. Okay. Um, well, we're dressing as the Incredibles. You didn't for the trunk or treat, though, did you? I only saw pictures of no. the kids. Yeah. Uh, so you just get the one day. So are you really just going as the Vasquez family? Yeah, we're going to go as the Vasquez family. <laughs> Very good. Who wore, hashtag who wore it better. Oh. There's four of us. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. Oh. All right. So, hey. You ready? Uh, oh, yeah. One, two, three, go. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Mike, too. And this is a Cigar Hustlers Podcast. Yay. You want to introduce our guests? You go right ahead. That's your job. We have, I'm gonna just we have some here. very special guests here. Um, Nick Perdomo Jr., your first time in the uh, in Cigar Hustler, correct? Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we have... Uh, oh, during the remodel, no less. The Perdomo pain in the ass. The cowboy himself. The cowboy, but we love him. Uh, John, what's your last name, John? Perdomo. Converse. Converse. <laughs> See, like, well known. You, shoe company. How do you not rock the Converse shoes? I am the most well known person in this room right now. He is. That oh, is you true. definitely are. Think about it. He is. Everyone I've been the last two Converse? days, they were saying, oh, John Converse was just here. Oh. John the legend. You know, you're not John Converse. Yeah, I understand all that. Thank you. Nice color face. Thank you. A little red windburn there. A little windburn. That's why we don't do video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the way this office looks. So um, the office, uh, the office, the uh, the show is pretty much about just kind of origin based and stuff like that. So sure. um, obviously, you know, you're family oriented within the industry, and, and it's been for quite some time. Yep. Um, so oh, yeah, well, what brands you with? 
You kidding me? No, I'm not. Well, I mean, you know, John Oliva does work for Arturo Fuente. That's true. It could have been. <laughs> but a... I mean, his name is Nick Perdomo <laughs> Jr. For God's sakes, right? And I'm not screwing that up, right? Nick Perdomo Jr. Uh, the third, technically. See, that's, 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 what, see, yeah. that's what threw us off. Third. The third. Because yeah. we usually do a little bit of show prep, so we know a little bit about you. But he told me Junior, so I'm looking up Junior, and I'm getting your dad. It's my dad, yeah. I'm going. He's got to be a third. Yeah, my or grandfather's something. senior. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so we know nothing about you. So did your grandfather start the uh, the the whole thing, well, or what? Well, my grandfather was in the industry in Cuba. My great grandfather was in the industry in Cuba. My grandfather worked with Partagas. Uh, my grand my great grandfather was with H. Upman. My dad actually started the company in August of '92. Uh, so he started Perdomo Cigars. My dad. Okay. And my grandfather came on board, I believe, in 1994. Uh, we were making cigars in Miami. And my grandfather came on board with us in 94. Later on in 96, we moved out of Miami. My grandfather moved us to Nicaragua. So we've been there for over 22 years. Okay, so how old are you when you, in, in 92? 92, I was, well, just to give you an idea, um, I was born in 92. My dad started two months prior to me being born in August. He started the company. I was born in October of 92. So. Okay, so was that like... Um Kind of like a, I better get my shit together type thing, or like I should start this factory. And like, I, you well, know, there's there's potential. Now I got to be. Are you the the first? Like the you know the first child? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so yeah. I'm the first. I'm yeah. I'm the first child of my parents. Yeah. So like I mean, because it's a it's a better painted picture. Like I'm looking at it like okay, if I'm your dad, right? I got this baby on the way, and I don't know what he was doing before that, but it's like I have an opportunity to really kind of ramp things up and start producing my own cigars. And making sure that my kids are well off. Well, the funny thing, my dad started the company uh, prior to the boom. My dad started in the industry. He was an air traffic controller. So he wanted to make some extra money on the side. My dad's always been a go-getter. And my dad was influenced heavily by my great-grandfather and my grandfather. So he never, I mean, obviously if he had, he wanted to grow, but he just, he, at first he just wanted, he had the mindset of let's, let me have something on the side. Right. I got tons of time, uh, you know, to, to be able to invest right. and put into, and put into a, a side business essentially. So I'm sure when I was born and then my sister came along a couple years later, I don't know. I, 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 I doubt that my dad probably intended for us or had the thought initially that we would get into the business because this was something on the side for him. Right. But within uh, within a couple years, as a matter of fact, I think the first year my dad made 9,400 cigars. And then by 96, 95, my dad eclipsed a million cigars. Wow. Wow, that was so, fast. Yeah, very, very fast. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. So did he start off in his own factory? Yeah, so we started making cigars out of our, out of our house in Miami Lakes, Florida, okay. believe it or not. And uh, and then we moved to an area in South Miami called off of West Flagler Street. And we had uh, two facilities there. And uh, initially started out with one. And then we moved to a second facility in the same shopping center. But, yeah, we were making cigars right out of Miami. Uh, we used to buy tobacco. Uh, from the Oliva family, um, Savino Portilla, some older older Cuban guys who, who grew some uh, grew great tobacco, um, and so that's how we started. But we started mainly out of production. We we had our own production. We didn't grow tobacco at that time. In the United States too. In the United States, and my, it was tough because my dad was competing at the time. Nicaragua, there, it was really didn't exist. My dad was competing with, uh, you know, Honduras, the Dominican Republic at the time. Right. And so our prices were higher. Um, so of course. it was it was tough, and that's initially when my grandfather in '96 moved us to uh, to Nicaragua, and we were 
we had a big opportunity there. So, so you moved too. It was it wasn't just your dad. The whole family went down to Nicaragua. No, we didn't. We didn't. My grandfather was the one who went down. Now yeah. my dad was there for a long time, probably two weeks out of the month for for many years. My dad was you know setting up the the uh, facility, getting more workers to come down, and then it wasn't until about ninety nine two thousand. Uh, we started growing tobacco in Esteli. Okay. So that was the first factory in Esteli, too, or was it? Yeah, the first factory we had in, in Nicaragua was in Esteli, yes. All right. So and we've always been there. So at what point, how old were you when you kind of, you know, like started to identify cigars are well, like. He the, might have been rolling them in the kitchen with his <laughs> sister and his mother. Right? Or like the family thing, you know? I've been wanting, to, I, honestly, uh, probably since I was about five, six years old. Right. You saw that it was pretty common. Yeah, most kids growing up. When the teacher would ask, what do you want to do? The kid would say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a lawyer. And by the time the teacher got to me, I'd say, well, I want to be a cigar maker. And she kind of looked at me like, what? You're five, six years old. And I said, well, that's what my grandfather and my dad do. And my dream was to always work with my grandfather and my dad. No so, kidding. Yeah. So so as you're growing up, like um, in your teenage years and stuff, did you work at all with Perdomo or did you? I did. I used to work part-time. Um, so growing up. And uh, especially when I was in college, I went to the University of Miami. So I used to go to the work in the morning, and I go to school later on in the afternoon and towards the evening. Right. So um, I've always been part-time with the company. I graduated a couple years ago, so I've been full-time since. Okay. So it's really the only thing I know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did your dad want you to do something else, or did you, it was just kind of set that way? He never – one thing I'll say about my dad is he never pushed me to want to be in the business, uh, never pushed my sister. Um he always wanted us to blaze our own trail. Right. But um, I, I always wanted to be in the business. I had no interest in doing anything else. No kidding. So then what did you go to college for? I went to college <laughs> to, to drink, uh, a, drink that, a lot of beer. Of paper. His dad told him to. <laughs> I, it, was, it was a blessing. I learned, I learned a lot, not just what I studied, but really just time management, learning how to study, learning how to conquer things. There's more to college than just, I think people get tied up with the curriculum instead of you know, having to do stuff on your own, having to study, have to, right. you know, so I learned how to critically think and all that, so it was important. The whole experience. Yeah. So what did you get your degree in? Uh, business management. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, if you said, like, floral arrangements or something. Yeah, marine like, biology <laughs> or zoology. <laughs> you totally went a different direction there. All right, so, you know, so you literally just graduated then, huh? I graduated about two years ago. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um so do you plan on living down in Nicaragua or just kind of jumping back and forth? I mean, what's like what's a day in the life for you consistent well, at this point? I'm based out of Miami. Right. Um, but I'm usually in Nicaragua about once a quarter. Um, right. And outside of that, I'm working with our salesmen. So I've kind of taken the uh, brand ambassador role within the company. Uh, usually a week out of the month, I'm on the road. So uh, this week I'm with John. Um, and oh, that's too bad. <laughs> nah, that, I'm mad. The whole week. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he answers everything I put on Facebook. It always just, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. So that's that's my role. I'm usually with mostly I'm mostly involved with, with sales in here in, in the United States. Right. Uh, but I do make my way down to Nicaragua at least minimum once a quarter. Right. So, but I am involved in both parts. Do you have any particular vision as to, you know, as you're kind of progressing into the the industry and you're learning more and more about the business, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know more responsibility are going to come your way. Sure. Is there a particular direction that you want to see 
you know uh, the brand go you know as a whole well I, you know obviously growing and just to keep growing my job as the next generation is to keep growing the business right uh, maintain who we are as a company uh, what we're about but it's to really just to grow the business continue growing and I believe you know being sustainable and when you're working with retailers and how you sell your product is so important uh, there's a desperate way to sell product and there's also a way to sell product that's somewhat a little bit more passive-aggressive yet you're setting up a store for success instead of failure instead of just trying to just sell as much as you possibly can you know trying to sell 10 pounds and put it into a five pound bag right it's all about strategic and my my goal is to strategically approach each store as its own puzzle and properly sell to the store and keeping our sales sustainable so we can all succeed right. at the end. So that's kind I mean, of my business. retailers are hard, right? You know, some of them are, are easier than than others, obviously. But uh, as a whole, um, you know, I know that you guys believe in a big kind of like a, a staple into the humidor, right? Like a vertical section, right? Sure. And that makes sense because it's identifiable. Well, you know, we've studied we've studied uh, Coca Cola, uh, which is you know the, probably the best company, and. Uh, if you want to learn about product placement right. and marketing strategy. So for us, those are the guys that we want to uh, replicate. We want to we want to represent our product within our industry, ju- just like how Coca-Cola does it. So for me and for the company, it's important that we keep a high standard. And in terms of product placement, in terms of, mar- in terms of merchandising, um, who better than Coca-Cola to try to, to, to model your business after? Yeah. The best. So when did you start getting on the road with John? Is it like today? Uh, no, Wednesday, we got so probably Monday? Monday. Monday I drove up from Miami, uh, met up in uh, Sarasota, left my car, and we've been on the road since. Nice. So, so will he still have a job at the end of this week? or <laughs> Not because he's here, but John had an excellent week this week. So, yeah, we'll give him another. He's a hard worker, man. He's, he you get another week, in. John. Good job. Week, buddy. Thank God. You know, Good I job. mean, this shop isn't in, in the most ideal spot, right? So we're kind of like in no man's land between Orlando and Daytona. So because of that, we don't see uh, a consistent amount of reps mm-hmm. or brokers or anything like I would say that the number is less than what it probably should be. Um, but with that being said, John is consistent. You know, he comes in all the time, checks in on us, checks on the product, and he does a really good job at it. So that's I appreciate it. That's the one positive compliment you're going to get from Thank me, John. Greatly appreciate it. I'm going to say <laughs> that doesn't hurt. <laughs> I tell you something too, John. Every time he checks into a shop, or he checks into a shop on Facebook and gives the owner's name, I write that stuff down. Yeah. So I know when I go around, I go, who do I can ask for? Nice. He's real good about that. Ah, a little parlay. Thank you, John. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you. It's you know what? It's it's good to do that stuff on Facebook to just reach out and just promote the store. That's what we do. I mean, I'm not a Facebook guy. I really don't really enjoy Facebook. Right. But from a standpoint of being a former retailer, um, I can appreciate the fact that somebody is out there trying to one promote my store, help me promote my store to their clientele, to right. their circle of influence. And at the same time, I'm also doing it to also show people that when they go to the Cigar Hustler, where they can find the Perdomo brand. Right. Yep. And now we have these fancy pop sockets. That's right. Worth millions of dollars. Millions of, of dollars. dollars. Very valuable. Very collectible. <laughs> Put mine on eBay. Trump's, so, e- Trump's even talking about those things. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you, Michael, is do you have the questions? Yes, I do. They're right here behind me. Do you really? Yes. All right. Well, they're in a lockbox. No, oh, they're next to the lockbox. Okay, we have a set of questions we ask everybody that comes in. Yes. 
Uh, so the first question, what one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with? My grandfather. Uh, dead, my, do you want me to both living and dead? Or? You can do both if you'd like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can just pick one. Well, we just my, give you the option. So. Well, my grandfather. Yeah. Why? A special man in my life. Uh, he passed away about 14 years ago. I was a young kid. Uh, just about 12 years old, but he was a big influence on why and where I am at today. So he left Cuba, right? Yes. Um, was, how did that, how? Because, like, there's a couple of ways to leave. Well, my grandfather... <laughs> None of them really favorable. <laughs> well, he left a way that most people don't leave. Uh, he was with, he was part of Batista's army. Right. And some of Castro's thugs, unfortunately, shot at my grandfather because he was against. And so my grandfather got hit a couple times. My grandfather was actually sponsored by a Catholic church out of Washington. Um, and uh, so my grandfather went from Cuba to Washington. State or D.C.? Uh, D.C. So state would be a long commute to get back down to Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he was, uh, yeah, it was tough. He had, it was tough when he, how, he, how he left Cuba. Um, Really, for my family, it was really tough. But, right. Uh, yeah, so he, he ended up going from Cuba to Washington, D.C. So how old was he when he passed? My grandfather was 66. That's young. Yeah, he was very young. I like mean, John's age. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm 66. I mean, so, you know, um, were his injuries... Well, he had, you know, he lost a lot of blood. I had to pu- pump a lot of plasma. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather, I think, I think he went from... A buck sixty-five to like two hundred and fifteen pounds because the the plasma, I guess, with the blood and everything, it made him kind of gain a lot of weight. So he was really? heavy set for a long time, most of his life towards the end. And uh, so yeah, health. Unfortunately, his health. It, it, I definitely believe it took a toll. I'm sure over time. Yeah. I'm sure. So you want to know who I want to? Sure. What? I want him for another interview. You wanna, no, you no, we don't want to oh, know right okay. now. Yeah, I want to cool. hold you. Or off. I'll, uh, you can go to interview him, and I'll just cut all his parts out. He's together. We have John Gomers. Hey, <laughs> again, Whoa. he's back. No, so but see the the one thing uh, that you'll okay. have you'll have a leg up because now you'll know the questions. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I already know who I want to say. So. Well, go ahead and say it then. God damn it. George S. Patton. Yeah? Yeah. We've never had Patton before. No, we haven't. No. But, Cigar you know. smoker? Yep. Hellraiser? I would have kicked the shit out of the Russians. So, like, I don't think that you should be rocking the cowboy hat. Is you should be having, like, more of a... Well, I like to have the pearl Kevlar. handle. Kevlar. Kevlar. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind having the, you know, the pearl this handle. cowboy yeah. hat. I keep hearing about John. I forgot, that, I, f- I forgot to bring the cowboy hat on this trip. You know... It's my wife. You know, she Were wanted me to keep. My, no, my wife wanted to keep the sun off my, my bald head, so... Yeah, so, John, there was, like, a period in time... I would say for about two weeks, where John was wearing this cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Every and time like, he'd go in, he'd like, wear it from the car into the shop. He's and like, take this it is off. my new thing. It's my new thing. I'm going to make it a thing. And uh, now we just bust his balls about it because yeah. he never wears it. I, I look like a, you know, fedora didn't work for me. Oh, I think you'd look good in a fedora. Yeah, right. I look like a condom. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn thing. Maybe a bowler hat. A bowler hat. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, what fictional character would you like to share a cigar with? Book, TV show? Book Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. very fast. He's very fast with these. He's got some good responses. So, so why'd you pick him? He's Love Batman. Batman. He's Batman. Right. Well, okay. I'm Batman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I didn't Batman. know I was interviewing you, Mike Palmer. I'm Batman. Thanks. <laughs> so, like, did you, uh, you like comics growing up, or? I liked Batman a lot growing up. Yeah. I was a big Batman fan. All right. John? Oh, 
Kate Jackson, man. Charlie's Angels. Really? Absolutely. She was absolutely a... So you don't need to ask why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's awesome because it's like you're experiencing two different eras of of questions being answered. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it makes a show unique. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Ah, Finally went to something. There's a lot. Uh, My dad... And my mom, they always taught me um, just a, being honest and being noble. You know, always uh, treat people as you want uh, to be, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. You right. Know, that, you know, that that's probably the best. All right. John? When you're green, you're growing. Ray Kroc. Had an opportunity to meet Ray Kroc because um, I used to work for McDonald's. Yeah. So um, it always stuck with me. No kidding. Because that was his thing with his managers and his company, is when you constantly are looking to listen to people, um, willing to take other other ideas, and you'll grow your business, you'll grow your people, you'll grow as an individual. And when you don't want to listen to people's advice or you don't want to take recommendations from people of things to do make your life easier, you start to die. Right. Very nice. nice. That was good. Eloquent, eloquent, wasn't it? We should end right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your favorite cigar? Perdomo cigars. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Yeah, man, it's a tough one. I always got that question. Um, I enjoy 20th anniversary Sun Grown a lot. Uh, I mean, I like all three. I like Connecticut. I like Sun Grown. I like Maduro. Um, it's tough. I mean, I'd say the 20th anniversary line is probably right now one of my go-tos. So if you couldn't smoke a Perdomo, what cigar would you smoke? Um, to be honest with you, anything Nicaraguan. Yeah. I, I like Nicaraguan tobacco. So No particular brand? Not, not like Padron or anything like that? Um, no, not necessarily. I don't really, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I, anything with Nicaraguan tobacco, I would. Do you smoke a lot of the other people's stuff or? Uh, yeah, there's some times. I mean, I don't smoke a lot. I mean, I have a good, we have a good relationship with uh, Del Fernandez, AJ Fernandez. So he's given me a couple cigars in the past. I enjoy his cigars. How many cigars do you smoke a day? Uh, I used to smoke a lot more. I probably smoke probably about three to four cigars a day. Yeah. How old were you when you started smoking? Um, three. Thinking you're like seven, sneaking <laughs> one off the kitchen table. Probably a lot younger. I remember being probably about four years old. I remember my dad was carrying me. We were in West Flagler. We were still making cigars. This was probably about right before we moved to Nicaragua, probably about 95, 96. And uh, I remember grabbing. My dad put down a lit cigar, and I remember he didn't see it, and I grabbed it. And I remember we had this Dodge Caravan, and I was sitting in the back, and my dad's looking. I'm chewing on this cigar, and my dad's looking at me. He goes, you're going to get sick, son. You're going to get sick. And all of a sudden... I just remember, I just threw up right in the car seat. <laughs> yeah. so it's a long time. Ago. In the car seat. That's awesome, man. Yeah. How old were you when you made your first trip to Nicaragua? Uh, Ninety. Uh, I was about five. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, that was a different time. That yeah. Was a time. Uh, it, was it was a wild west out there. It's crazy now. Now they got ice cream stands and all types of other shit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, definitely for the people in Nicaragua, it's, it's gotten better. I've seen it improved dramatically over the past 20 years right john favorite cigar favorite cigar wow um it's probably between the uh the habano bourbon barrel age connecticut 
It's probably my favorite right now. Yeah. It's taken over the champagne. It was my, my go-to. And what non-Perdomo? Non-Perdomo. Non-Perdomo. Wow. Um, probably the... Uh, the Ashton VSG. Yeah? Yeah. That was probably... probably why, well, You know what? Into the Coming from their yeah. area. <laughs> Coming from Philadelphia area. Right. Um... That was a big influence that brand, so it would probably be my 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 probably my favorite non Perdomo if I had to smoke something. I have so many questions for John, but I gotta let them all go. I know I'm wanting to ask stuff too. Uh, that's really it. The last question is: Do you want to tell people how to get a hold of you? Social media or Instagram or yeah, uh, social media, Facebook. Uh, I think it's uh, my name's under Nicholas or Nick Perdomo the third. Yeah, Facebook's a good one. John, hey, Facebook. Instagram. John Converse. JC John Perdomo. Converse, the cowboy. John so, Converse. So when you go to post this up, are you going to write Nick Perdomo the third, or are you going to screw it up and do Nick Perdomo Jr.? No, no, it'll be the third. You sure? Yeah. Because yeah, if that, I'll have a picture of his dad, and then it'll all be nice. There's going to be no advice from the hustler? No, no advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. That wraps it up. I appreciate you guys coming out and coming on, you know. Um, this will be on probably in a couple weeks, so. Um, not next week, the week after. All right. Rosales for next week. Uh, we need to pick a winner for the contest, and we only had one entry. So it's you got to do it. Well, no, we got. We're gonna let it run for another week, no? Well, oh, okay, got the whole week because it just went up yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I'll put a little thing on the back end of Rosales who the winner is. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Good. We appreciate the time. Thank you, That's guys. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. This is the operator with a collect call from Emory Jones. To accept the charges, press one now. All right, folks, that's it. Show's over. Thanks for listening. You can send in any of your questions or suggestions for guests to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast Facebook page. You can follow the show on Instagram at a Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow Mikey at Cigar Hustler. You can follow me at FCC underscore Mike. Remember to please rate, review, and subscribe to whichever our providers you listen to.